Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of the Good Works Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about one of the biggest issues in New York State right now, which is immigration. And as always, please stick with us until the end when Sarah and I will tell you what we're looking forward to. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Randy. So for our regular listeners, it's still really cold down here. It's still very cold, yes. But the sleuths that we are, actually, I have to give our producer, Sean, credit for this. The heat wasn't on. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Who would have thought to, like, look at the thermostat? (laughs) So we may be great grant makers, but I don't think we're going to win any detective awards anytime soon. No, no. I'm no. not going to I'm not going to leave grant making world and go and work for heating and plumbing <laughs> anytime <laughs> soon. I can't solve your issue. Darn it. <laughs> Although you do love some true crime, I maybe do, I should I yeah. maybe I should think that you'd be a great detective. Yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> well, like I mentioned, we're going to talk about immigration today. Mm-hmm. And immigration's a tough topic. People have big feelings about it. Yeah. So my goal is to fill you in, Sarah, because since September, I've been doing a really deep dive into the topic in New York State. And I thought I'd fill you in on a lot of stuff I've learned. Yes, I'm really excited to learn um, okay. everything that you've learned. All right. So there are new arrivals coming in from all over the world. Mm-hmm. We spend a lot of time uh, thinking about the people moving here or coming up from Central America and South America. Um, however, right now there's actually a lot of people coming to New York State from West Africa as well. Yeah. And from Asia, from Southeast Asia. Ukraine. Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, Ukraine. If if you think of a part of the world, chances are people are moving here from that part of the world. So it's not like there's one language or one ethnicity or one culture represented in all of the new arrivals. It's really a melting pot of Mm -hmm. the the entire global population. Also, people are moving here for a lot of different reasons. We hear a lot about asylum seekers, and I think people bring to that word what they consider asylum. So maybe for one person, that means political refugees. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, people seek asylum for a lot of different reasons. For some, it's political reasons that back home they're unsafe because of their political activism. But some people seek asylum because of human rights abuses. Mm -hmm. They seek asylum because incredible violence in their home spaces are making it impossible for them to safely raise their family. Some people, it's climate. Where they live is getting warmer and warmer, and with rising sea levels, perhaps they're from an island nation where they no longer have you know, the chance to continue living in the house they've lived in for maybe five generations. Right. So there is no one kind of immigrant. Right. And if I'm, if I'm right, the first step to seeking asylum is actually arriving in the United States. Exactly. So you have to get here. You have to get here. Yeah. That's right. And so when you hear that someone has, is an asylum seeker, that equals legal immigration. Right. Yeah. They didn't sneak in in any way. There's no sneaking when you seek asylum. It's the opposite of sneaking. It's jumping up and down, waving your hands, saying, here I am. I'm here. (laughs) I'm here. Help me. You are declaring your arrival. You're declaring what's wrong in your home space. You're telling your whole story. Mm -hmm. So I just want our listeners, that's one first big thing, is if you hear about people who are seeking asylum, you can just go ahead and say, ah, that's a legal immigrant, meaning A, space, legal immigrant. Um, Illegal immigration and asylum, 
are antithetical to each other. Right. Okay. Two different things. So I actually have some personal experience in this space. In 2019, 2020, my family and I, we hosted someone who was an asylum. Actually, they received asylum. Yeah. Um, and they were from Central America. And we worked with something called the Santa Fe Dreamers Project. This was uh, a person who was in custody in detention space in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And that was at the same time, if anyone recalls, back in 2019, several people died yeah, in that in particular detention. space. And so when we heard about that, we reached out and said, well, we have a guest room. Let's get people out of a place where they're dying. Mm-hmm. And so we spent about five or six months with her living in our home. And now she has launched, you know, wonderful, successful, independent life, living in the Carolinas, friends, jobs, you name it. Right. So we have watched this from our very own front row seat with mm-hmm. someone who sought and received asylum, sought and received work authorization, um, and is now a completely independent American, new American. So I wanted to bring that up to say, um, I've heard lots and lots of the, the stories out there that are saying immigrants are all criminals. Right. They're all bad. Mm-hmm. They're all dangerous. They're all doing drugs. They're all doing drugs. <laughs> or bringing them with them. Right, bringing drugs across the border. Right. And if you've heard that, the data just doesn't show us that. Right. And if there's one thing we love in philanthropy, it's <laughs> data, okay? It just doesn't tell us that. Right. People right. coming here, they have families. Right. They have families with them or they have families back home that they need to support. Mm-hmm. They might have young children they had to leave behind. They may have elderly relatives they left behind. So they're coming here because they have a need to make money to to find a safe space, and then they're going to try to help people they had to leave behind. Right, right. That's not the same as someone who's coming here to commit crime. Right. And I hate to say it, but we have plenty of homegrown crime. Yes, we do. Right? Yes, we do. There's crime. (laughs) We have crime. We have drugs. We have violence. We have that here already. Right. That's not being imported. Right, right. So something I hear when you go a little bit into the internet, and so that's never a great idea, but you start hearing about the great replacement theory. Mm -hmm. And that's an idea that has taken some shape and unfortunately is getting pretty popular. You'll hear people in the halls of Congress quote it or discuss it as if it's a real thing. The idea is that there's an organized movement to bring people from around the world to the United States to... um, I hate to... There isn't a really nice way to say some of these things because they're not nice things. But to um, have a non-white majority, right? right. To, to hurt white people. Let's mm-hmm. just be, that's the theory, right. is to take jobs from white people, to take, you know, space, homes, uh, money. Jobs, everything. Jobs, everything. So I'm here to say, I've been really, really diving into this, and if there's anything about our immigration reality, it's not organized. <laughs> no. There's nothing about it that's organized. <laughs> if this were an organized attempt to do that, then the people are terrible at organization. Right, right. right. Nothing about this is organized. <laughs> that's what it desperately needs is organization, organization. Right. More than yeah. anything. So if you've been concerned about there's a plan, I really feel like I can say with absolute certainty that there isn't. No. And so a lot of this is fueled by fear. Yes. Right? Um, so much of it is. 
It is fueled by fear. So what's happening here in New York is people arrive, seek asylum, therefore legal, jump up and down, wave their hands, mm -hmm. good stuff, good yep. stuff. And then they enter this program, they enter this system, and they end up typically in kind of a shelter space for a while mm -hmm. while they work out a bunch of legal stuff. Yeah. You have to get work authorization, you have to get... Um, you have to get a lawyer, you mm -hmm. know, or some legal aid mm -hmm. that helps your asylum claim work through the federal system. Right. It's not a state system. It's a federal right. system. And it's not quick. No. Not quick at all. And once some key boxes are checked, then in the state of New York, they can get something called Migrant Relocation Assistance. Okay. And that's called the MRAP program. So if you've heard MRAP and you're like, what is that? It means someone who's checked all the right boxes gets about a year of help. Mm -hmm so that they can land on their feet. That might be help with rent, training, job training. Mm -hmm. So another thing I wanna be really clear about, all the services available through MRAP are things that are already available to people who live here. Right, right. It's nothing new, it's no, not a bonus. It's not a bonus, it's not special extra sparkly sprinkles on top. If you're someone right now that is low income, you have access to, say, Section 8 housing vouchers already. Right. If you're someone with a certain income level, you have access to Medicaid or, or Child Health Plus right. or any number of services. SNAP benefits. SNAP benefits, yeah. a great example. These are similar programs, so we're not doing anything special or new or different. It's just structured in such a way that it helps someone who's checked all of those immigration boxes. Right. So it's it's... It's really stuff that already exists. I just don't want people to be scared off by the idea that, oh, it's better to move here mm -hmm. and you'll get services that you don't get here if you already live here. Right. That's no. not the case. Not at all. Okay. So that's what MRAP is all about. MRAP is not all over the state at this moment. So it's a complicated, tricky, there's a lot of, lot of behind-the-scenes stuff again, again, not organized, okay? <laughs> now, yes, I want to give huge credit to the groups that are working so hard. There are uh, just wonderful, dedicated, both public servants, nonprofit people, immigration lawyers, you name it, working round the clock. Mm -hmm. But there is no big, vast conspiracy behind all of this. Right. Again, I think it would they'd probably welcome a little bit of vastness, okay? Because <laughs> they are doing it in so many ways on their own. Right, right. Right, they and don't... underfunded. Underfunded. It's a tough job. Yeah. I wouldn't trade places with them. No, absolutely not. <laughs> so we are starting to see some folks come to our area. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell you, that's great news. It really is, yeah. We need new folks. Mm -hmm. In the past 20 years, in each 10-year census, we have dropped by about 10% mm -hmm. in population right. in the Southern Finger Lakes. Yep. So when you start adding, that that gets worse and worse. So when we used to have 1,000 births a year in Chemung County, we're down to 800 births a year. Right. Well, when you don't make enough new people, <laughs> you can't fill all the jobs. Right. And what we're starting to see is a crisis, yeah. especially in our human service sector. Right. Or if you go anywhere, yeah, human services for sure yeah. to receive services. But I think like another example would be like just go to a store. You'll Does it take longer to get what you need or yes. to a restaurant or you know that sort of thing? We don't have the workforce. We don't. And mm -hmm. that's because we don't have enough people. Right. So we need people to move here. 
And it's wonderful if they want to move here from somewhere else in the world or if they want to move here from Pennsylvania. Either way, excited to have them. Mm -hmm. So if you've been hearing about this immigration crisis in the state of New York and you've been thinking, oh, no, this is going to overburden our human service agencies, I'm here to give you good news. What I want to do and what a lot of us want to do is help these folks become employees. Yes the human service agencies. So rather than coming and creating more need, come and be part of the solution. So someone who perhaps in West Africa was a nurse Mm -hmm. or perhaps worked in childcare, elder care, cooking in some way, we need all of these things. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially the elder care, right? So not only are Especially we not making care. more humans, but our population is aging. That's right. So just as we have an employment crisis, all the baby boomers are aging into needing elder care. Yeah. And there are tons of them. Yes. Those baby boomers are not a joke. <laughs> Birth rate was out of like out of control. I don't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a whole story there, right? Everyone looked so chaste in the 1950s. That's, That's so not so much. <laughs> they were having babies right and left. Yes. You know, when it looked like everyone was, you know, the 70s are like the time of free love. You know what they didn't do? Have any babies. Right. <laughs> so didn't. it's so funny, isn't it? I think of that pretty funny. often that we have these, you know, the ways we look back at decades. And I think, well, I know it was really happening at night. Because you can follow the demographic trends, folks. Absolutely. So (laughs) elder care is a real crisis space. Mm -hmm. So is um, care for people with developmental disabilities. That's hands-on care. And to do it well, it takes really good people with big hearts. And what we know is some of the people who are arriving are exactly that. Really good people with big hearts. And all of the skills needed because they were doing that in their their home country. country. That's what they were doing. So there's actually one of our elder care programs has already hired someone that completed the process and just arrived because they had some connections to this region, mm-hmm. like cousins and things. And I was chit-chatting with someone who's an administrator in one of our programs, and she was saying if she could have 100 of this woman, she would hire 100, oh, wow. that she brings incredible work ethic, incredible soft skills. Mm-hmm. And yes, her English is coming along. She speaks English, and she's working every day to improve her English, yeah. um, and that the people she cares for love her. Oh, my gosh. And so we have one little shining example already of welcoming a newcomer and seeing beautiful things happen. Love that. Love it. So I'm going to ask, thank you for listening. And I I didn't want to get into the weeds of the funding and things because it's today's conversation and actually call to action. I want everyone listening to think about how can you be part of helping this be a welcoming community? Mm -hmm. Can your church help you know, gather blankets and winter coats. Mm-hmm. Can do you, Are you a person who owns a rental home? And are you thinking, huh, maybe it would be fun to, to have a family from somewhere else come live in that home. There is money to help pay for rent. Yeah. Maybe you're someone who needs employees and you're thinking, oh, but what if I can't teach people English? That's okay. We have ways to help. Mm-hmm. I want to give a big shout out to our friends at Corning Community College who are coming to the table. So we can all play a role in being part of a welcoming community. But the biggest thing we have to do is when we hear these lies, Mm -hmm. when we're when we're having a couple of you know drinks in the neighborhood, playing some cornhole, and someone starts talking and they actually start saying things about 
the great replacement theory. Right. Every one of us can say, actually, that's just not the case. Right. The data doesn't show us that. Right. Or if right. someone says, oh, we, you know, they're going to come take jobs, say, oh my gosh, we have hundreds of job openings. Mm-hmm. Right. It's about separating fact from fiction. Perfect. Um, and unfortunately, we see a lot of fiction out there. Yeah. We hear it from people in our communities, and we see surely see it on the news. Um, so yeah, taking those opportunities to try to like separate that. Yeah. That's what we want to do. So thank you for listening to me fill you in. Oh, no. This is great. Thank Um, you. I really hope that in the next few months we're going to be able to talk about a pilot project Mm -hmm. where we're going to be very deliberately helping some new folks arrive and get settled and help with those jobs we need. This is really exciting and very positive, like emphasizing the positiveness of this for our region. We need people. We need people. And can you imagine the food? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) I would like yes. some new restaurants. Yeah, it would be good. I'm yes. pretty excited yes. about what could happen <laughs> 5, 10, 15 years from now. Absolutely. I'm also excited about what the schools will feel like sure. if you have different kinds of people coming and yeah. with different cultures and different languages. Right. right. Everyone gets to grow and learn together. And it's not scary. Like, no, it's we exciting. need to stop allowing fear to to direct us and instead be opening and welcoming, welcoming community. Let's be a welcoming community. Yeah. Again, from anywhere even Pennsylvania. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. So that went a little longer than usual, but I thought it was important to talk about such a big issue and uh, especially our perspective on it here in the Finger Lakes. But Sarah, with Mm. all of that, what are you looking forward to in the next few weeks? So we were chatting about that earlier and talking about how March is a long month. It really is. Um, and other than a you know baseball fundraisers that I have coming up and, and things like that, um, I'm really looking forward to um, uh, going to some farmers markets. We usually mm-hmm. talk about this later in the spring or early summer, the importance in, in the just the the great aspects of farmers markets but there are lots of winter farmers markets happening and indoor markets there sure are um so one of my favorites is actually one that happens every sunday starting at 11 in the morning and that's at chamberlain acres and that's Mm -hmm. on the south side of elmira um and and just stressing the importance of still supporting our farmers and our in our local markets even in the winter months so. And Sarah, how does that plug into your Sunday morning routine? Oh, goodness gracious. Um, so so yoga has kind of left my platter at the really? moment. Really? Okay. Yes. This is news to so me. It's just a little hiatus. Okay. So, but there's something replacing that at 8 o'clock. So I have plenty of time. From 8 to 9 in the morning, I'm doing some workout thing. Okay. And then I get my gas. Yes, you do. <laughs> so I don't run out. Because like, Sarah has a history of running out of gas. Yes. So we've I'm, got her on a, a weekly replacement a weekly cycle. Re- Replacement cycle, yes. Um, and has it been like a year? Well, how long has Kara been here? Because she had just started and she had to pick me up and take me for gas. I don't think you've run out of gas for like two years. Oh my gosh, somebody knock wood. Um, <laughs> but yes, and so then I can head right from the gas station to Chamberlain Acres because mm-hmm. it's actually on my way. So yeah, there's my Sunday. All right. <laughs> How about you? What are you looking forward to? I second the reality of March. Yes. March is March. We all know it. You live here, you know what we're talking about. So as silly as it sounds, I'm really looking forward to my every six-month dermatology appointment. This is a reminder to 
everyone to check on your moles. Check your moles. Check your moles, the ABCDE of mole health. Um, And yeah, I've had to get some yucky stuff removed. So I go every six months and they do a nice check on me over at the Arnett system, although there are good ones everywhere. Mm -hmm. But I go to Stephanie, any Stephanie fans out there. (laughs) I like her so much. Um, So I've got that appointment coming up and I just did my mammogram and everything. So March, since it is long and cold and a good time for indoor, like you said, farmer's markets, it's a good time to think about your preventative health care. Yes. So if you haven't made that appointment, it's been on your mind, as soon as, you know, go ahead, hit pause on this, make that call, go to the website, set it up, get in the routine, and just maybe make it an every March thing. Yeah. You're not doing anything else. Yeah. What are we doing in March? St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. So the goal... (laughs) Do all of it before St. Patrick's Day and then go celebrate. There you go. Say, you I go. took care of my body, so I'm going to go run around like a leprechaun. I think that's a great idea. But so. it's also important, like, even though we live in the Northeast, like, skin abnormalities happen no matter where you live. So, um, The sun yes. has not touched my skin in 20 years, and yet. We and call, yet. We call you translucent. I am translucent. And yet, I still manage to yes. pick up stuff. Yeah, so, so um, yeah, you can live here like a mole person, just like I do. Wait, I meant that like a mole person, like a, the animal mole that like oh, lives God. underground. And then I realize I'm talking about moles. Yes. So oh. as an audio medium, that's confusing. That is. So a mole slash mole person. Anyway, what I'm saying is if you need to you check out, get, go, go to the dermatologist and make sure everything is a-okay. Yes. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, Sarah, thank you for this conversation. Thank you. I love that yeah. we can tackle big issues here. Yeah. And something that I like the most is that we tackle them from a positive, loving place. And you're a big part of that. So Aww. thank you for bringing that Thanks. perspective to your work. Thank you and this is such an important part of the community foundation not only are we grant makers and scholarship makers but it's this other like outward facing action that we do mostly in your sort of wheelhouse um that's really vital to the community so thank you thank you well and thank you all for listening it's been a pleasure to have this conversation we will talk with you next month on the next episode of the good works podcast (laughs) 